So I'm on the uh, BJJ Fanatics website, and I see three new videos by some guy named Thomas Radzinski. Uh, are you familiar with that guy at all? Nope, absolutely not. No? Well, he's got some good stuff. Three new, three brand new videos. Um, they're getting amazing reviews, which is good to see as well. Uh, but you got to tell us about them real quick? Yeah. You know, I had yeah, you guys already know, but I had um, opportunity to go to Boston, shoot three more instructionals, one on butterfly hook, complete guide for butterfly hook, two, um, wrap lapel and submit them, and three, we have uh, taking the back. It's particularly designed for guys for over 40 because there is no climbing involved. All the back days are on the ground, uh, very, very full and effective system. So dip into it. I'm really hoping that this is going to help your jiu-jitsu and really take it to the next level. BJJFanatics.com. Just search R-O-Z-D-Z. We have all had that situation where after class is when we want to ask a question. And uh, Thomas, a lot of those questions you've already answered, right, at Ask a Black Belt. Yeah, it's another podcast that I'm running. Um, it, it, you know, it's on podcasts, all podcast platforms, plus on, on YouTube. You can find it anywhere. Just search for my name. Search, search for Ask a Black Belt. At this point, over 100 episodes, different questions, jujitsu, life-related, but something that everybody comes across, and often these questions sink in our mind, but we don't ask for whatever reason. So... If that benefits you, go there, listen. It actually might help your jujitsu, might help your life as well. And if you have any questions, find me on Instagram and drop me a line. I'll be happy to answer your question and mention your name during the episode. Welcome to Raw Radio. And we are live. And we are live. Yeah, you did it backwards. Again. I know. I All know. right, here we go. Is this your new copyrighted thing? And here it comes here to. <laughs> no, so that's... Uh, Where's that come from? Yeah, exactly. So for people who don't know this, Thomas has no uh, pop culture uh, references. Uh, <laughs> so here comes to is from a, a very old Simpsons episode. Uh, where they're they're doing home movies, uh, they might be doing. I don't I don't remember exactly the context of the episode, but so whenever a film starts, they have that countdown. Yeah, and, yeah, and our, yeah. And Riverside has a countdown too. Yeah. Um. So if you ever watch an old film, they sync the two. You'll hear a beep, beep, right? Okay. And yeah. that syncs with the film. Yeah. So. Grandpa Simpson, I don't remember the exact context, but it's counting down, and he goes, here comes two, beep. So anytime that I see that countdown. Um, that's what you think. That's of. what I think. So of. Simpsons made an impact. Yeah. Right. Oh, Simpsons made a hell of an impact. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think I've watched one full episode of Simpsons. Oh, yeah. I mean, I the wonder first, what it is, but I don't remember. The yeah. first 10 years are amazing, and the, con- the content, um, the fact that they... Like if if you like Google Simpsons predictions and see all of the things that have come from to fruition that? from the show, or really? they didn't really predict it, but like uh, everything from Trump running for president, um, all these cultural things that have happened, um, political things that have happened, um, that, you know, because you got a bunch of really smart dudes writing that show. Most, of oh them. yeah, you know, oh, they yes. come from Yale. Most of them. Uh, or at least in the early years. I mean, and 
you know, they're all super smart, well-educated people. Um, and they, they wrote it that way. You know, it wasn't, you know, the first season or so maybe it was, you know, look at dummy fall down type of stuff, but, uh, it really evolved from there. And, and, uh, and I learned a lot from it. So it's a great show. Yeah, I love that show. Oh, wow. You just said you never watched it. <laughs> I was trying to be complimenting. Well, watch a few. <laughs> but you got to start, I'd say start at season two. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is it even available? Like, like where Dude, it's everywhere. Well, is it's it? on I Disney Plus. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's oh, on, all have, the seasons are on Disney Plus. Well, I have to. Is it owned by Disney? I didn't know that. So uh, that tells you how much I know. I don't think Disney, well, it's owned by Fox, but somehow they have it. I don't know. Uh-oh. You know, everybody owns what one person is going to own everything this this worry. this whole thing is going to be a disaster this whole subscription video thing is yeah. a disaster well, it, like, another they, going going back to the simpsons there will be a war and another world war and it won't be um you know over be, between countries it's going to be amazon and disney is going to be the world war that, yeah. we, that well, we have coming so well, look well. forward to it pick your pick your side pick right. your side i'm going i don't know they're more creative i'm going with the mouse <laughs> they're going with the mouse yeah. But they almost lost a mouse. So uh, <laughs> almost, right? But look what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Look what happened? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, All right. Well, we had Steve on a show. We did. Talk about OGs. Yeah. I mean, right. Dude. I mean, he's been on the mat for a long time. Yeah. What a great conversation. Um, but very engaging, very engaging person with a lot of wisdom. And yet he dropped so many phrases and some. I love that part. You know, yeah. I'm a quote guy. Mm hmm. I loved it. Okay, what 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 made most impact on you? Uh, well, what made the most impact on me? We're not talking about. We're we're gonna pick something else. Uh, but you know, he said that uh, Ricardo Almeida said to him, you know, when and well, I, he says it. Steve says it to his students. I don't remember exactly where it came from. Listen to the episode. But he says to his students at the end of every class, "Is what did I learn? Who did I help?" Um, and I think that that's. That's an amazing way, not only to look at your jujitsu and building that community, but you know, everyday life. Uh, what did I learn today? Who did I help? And um, you know, I, millions of examples in my own life. Um, and I think if everybody kind of took that attitude, um, you're going to leave the world a better place. Well, it puts in a perspective in a sense of it's not about us; it's about somebody else right so like what's our takeaway for today and you know how did we impact somebody else mm-hmm. and and oftentimes that really makes it you know a, a good reflection point at the end of the day or end of the session as you're walking off the mat as you're walking out of the academy um really think about in a sense of you know how how does the day go? It's not about how many times you tapped or how many times you tap somebody. It's mm-hmm. it's the impact that you're making on this, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And it, you know, how do you, you know, when you, what did I learn? Uh, might not be something. You know, oh, I learned how to escape this or that, or I learned, you know, how to, you know, do a bicep slicer. Uh, I think I think it's, it's out of bigger, all things, that's what you meant. Yeah, it's okay <laughs> um, but it, it's more so, you know, what what's it like a you know, really tangible takeaway that's gonna you, that you're gonna have almost um, what you're gonna be able to use later in life to pass down to help out somebody else is the way I look at it. It's not necessarily a technique or a um, you know, it's what did I learn about myself. Uh, is is what I'm usually looking for. 
you know, and then how can I use that to help somebody else? And it's usually, you know, in my life, it's, it's my kids or, or somebody on the mat, you know, that, you know, Hey, maybe you're concentrating on the wrong thing, right? Um, maybe you should look at it a little differently or with my kids, it's, you know, really just trying to make sure that I'm as patient as I could be in order to make whatever they're going through, whether they're learning something new or they're having a struggle, um, to make it, um, easier for them. And by easier, I mean that they can take a moment to pause and do better. Uh, not necessarily, you know, not doing anything for them, but for them to be able to stop for a second and, and regroup and try again. Uh, so that's how, kind of how I look at it. Well, and doesn't I don't necessarily think that it has to go that deep. I mean, a simple fact of reflection of what did we learn today, you know, or what impact did we make? Sometimes it's as simple as smile. Sometimes it's as simple as, listen, I, I learned this one thing that I didn't know, or maybe I improved this one thing. And it could be related to jiu-jitsu or it could be related to life. But sometimes I feel like we come on a mat, we step on a mat with this great expectation of, us solving the world's problems and like our jiu-jitsu to become amazing overnight or our you know our guard becoming unstoppable or i don't know developing some kind of escape or some kind of big pass or something something groundbreaking which most of the time every day in my mind every day we make some kind of progression we make some kind of um you know, one step forward, we're chipping away at this, you know, and, and just acknowledging the fact that we've done something to get better just a little bit. It's huge point of acknowledgement, the self the sense of satisfaction behind the accomplishment, checking things off the list, you know, all that is what drives us forward. And then when we add to all of this, now I impacted somebody else. Mm -hmm. I helped this and this person. I assisted here. I was a good training partner here. This person asked me a question I was able to answer them or maybe lead them to the answer. See, now we're filling these two buckets, one for ourselves, making progression, but the second one is also for, for the other person. And now I think all of this builds an environment where we really want to be involved. We, we really want to continue coming back. Because mm -hmm. ultimately, if we're not progressing, you don't want to continue doing it. If we're not helping somebody, then we feel unneeded. And as humans, I think that's one of the most fundamental human things that we can do. We want to be involved. Like every child wants to be helpful. Every child wants to be good. They just don't. <laughs> as kids. Well, I you mean, know, I, but you know, what's, your, what's the purpose? What's, what's your... Are you being purposeful in um what you're what you're trying to do so like if you're you know if you're you're what does getting better even mean um you know if you if it doesn't mean tapping people out more or does it mean um working on what you're not so good at um you know i think there's different ways to look at it so i think you really have to be purposeful about it um and make sure that um you know what you're really getting better, meaning that the fundamentals are getting better. Uh, the things you're not good at are getting better. Um, you know, uh, Stephen talked about like, you know, he brought up Bruce Lee, like, okay, your right roundhouse is fantastic. Why are you working on that? Mm -hmm. why, why are you doing that? Work on the left. 
uh, reminded me of Dedeco. You know, you you got your good side and you're not so not good so side. good side. Yeah, and you're going to work five on your good side and twenty five on your not so good side. Yeah, um, and and I think when you take that perspective off the mats, um, you know, you're going to what am I good at? Well, I'm you know I'm I'm good at you know, I, and I, I don't know why it's, it's, I've had a lot of interaction with my son lately. That's been really positive. So what am, what am I really not good at with my son is being patient when he's frustrated, um, and looking at it through his eyes, you know? So, um, teaching him how to ride a skateboard over the weekend, I could see his frustration level. I could see his fear. Um, and rather than a blanket statement of, you know, just get over it. What's to be a skip? What are you afraid of? You know, that type of stuff. It's like, I understand you're afraid. You're right. You could fall off of this thing and it's going to be hard and it's going to be frustrating, but we're here to help each other through it. Uh, rather than, you know, um, just get on it. What are you, you know, what are you afraid of? You're going to, you know, if you fall down get back up, I think those are all types of cliches where I was a little bit more, um, introspective about it. And we had an amazing time a year ago i don't know maybe it probably would have been more frustrating and he would have he would have came in the house he would have thrown the, the skateboard into the garage instead of a couple hours later i hear him in the kitchen you know um so well but this is what makes us human right like oftentimes we look at ourselves first versus looking at other people and i think some of the difficulties come in just sourcing right from that and mm-hmm. and and jujitsu is not much different. I think jujitsu is so much connected to real life that oftentimes we even underestimate it because it's so interconnected. And that part is very much so just just like that. You know, oftentimes we all about me, 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 me. You know, I can't get tapped. I can't tap somebody. I can't pass. I can't be passed. Versus looking at this little thing just by engaging with others, helping others, looking at others' perspective and see how they see things, how they view things. And then as a result of it, as a consequence of this helpful approach, you know, we actually can get better while we at it. Just we don't see it that often. And it's unfortunate that, you know, those friction points often turn us off from jujitsu, from life, from other people. You know, I oftentimes just, you know, reflect on this and it's like, why can't people just talk to each other? You know, how many times we find ourselves in a spot that we don't understand why things happen and nobody wants to tell us because everybody's afraid to tell us. Everybody's afraid to voice their opinions and be just open-minded and hear other people. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me getting old. Uh, you are definitely getting old. I will definitely put that out there. <laughs> it needs to be said um, more. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. are afraid of saying things. Say that one. Um, but for me, you know, while you were talking, I was also thinking it's like a, a little bit of um, instant gratification. We want that instant gratification. Hard things are hard. They're difficult. Um, and we don't, we don't want to put in the work. Um, it's not even we don't want to put in the work. I think we don't acknowledge the fact that it's going to be hard for us. And that's a point of vulnerability. It, it's it's going to be hard for me to... Um, make sure that nobody can pass my guard. Why? Not because of the positions I have to learn or the drilling I have to do. It's because people are now going to pass my guard over and over and over and over again. And it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be fruitful for a while. Right. So this, this vulnerability that I have of having a lousy open guard is 
now really going to come to the forefront mm-hmm. because I'm working on it, right? And it's really going to be pointed out. And everybody I'm drilling with, whether they know what I'm working on or not, is going to be passing my guard because I'm going to be putting myself there for it to happen, right? Um, so remember that in the upcoming weeks, everybody, that the reason you're passing my guard is because I'm letting <laughs> hey, I keep I, telling myself that. Well, well, there you go. There you go. You impact the uh-huh. others. You feel you you have pointing points yes. of you, they'll be you, happy. You're learning. There you right? go. Yeah. There you go. And as long as you keep it to yourself, like pass my guy, <laughs> keep it to yourself. Because if you tell anybody else, they're going to be like, yeah, everybody uh, does it. <laughs> it's going to ruin big, the big whole win. experience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but this, while you were talking, this reminded me of this this phrase that I heard. Just last week, I heard this. He said, um, I'm going to butcher this, but it, w- it went something along the lines of, coming up with a plan is easy, executing a plan is easy, but sticking to the plan is difficult. Mm-hmm. Most of okay. the time, we all know what to do. Most of the time, we can figure out how to do it. But being consistent enough to really sticking to the plan when, how we execute the plan, this is what gets us in trouble. And this is kind of what you were saying, being patient. Being, we know that we got to be patient with our partners. We know that. We know they might, we, we, our child might need, you know, the extra empathy and, and understanding. We know all this. We know how to do it too. It's just doing it, sticking to the plan oftentimes is difficult. This is where, you know, we allow our partners pass our guard and this, you know, life is good. And then at at some point we are like, okay, that's enough of it. I don't want to do this anymore because I am uncomfortable. And this is, you know, it it just creates these points of friction and our learning curve is not the same. Our engagement is not the same. And, you know, honestly, just things don't go according to plan. So it's just something to reflect on, something to think about as we continue going through all this. Beautiful. Let's wrap it up. All right, see you. Later. Thank you for listening to Raw Radio. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and help us make the show even more amazing. For future episodes, check out our website and follow us on all major podcast platforms. Take care. Take care.